Lisa Sinclair. Oh, hi. Hi, Claire Isaac. <laughs> oh, you had to take a big deep breath then to get yourself psyched up. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> we can you? do this. Who am I? Or how am I? How are you? I'm how good. are you? I'm fine. I'm fine, thank you. I am ready to co-host with you this fabulous podcast that we call Playing Devil's Avocado. Yeehaw! Indeed. And today on the podcast, I will ask you Ooh. how you are in a minute. Um, All right. Don't, don't worry. Don't bother about it. <laughs> we're going to talk about the new um, the new mode we're all in that's been coined Goblin Mode. Goblin Mode. We're going to talk about what um, what's cooking, including avocados, actually. Oh, we're going yes. We're do a bit of Culture Club. Culture Club. And we've got a big question. Big question. And, you know, some other rubbish in between, probably, too. Yeah. So, All right. so let's go. First of all, though, how are you, Elisa? Well, I'm pretty good, thanks. I think I'm okay. Um, trying to think of anything interesting to tell you, but no, I don't really have anything of interest, I'm afraid. Oh gosh, well that'll Which make for bodes an interesting well. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Why don't you just turn off now and go and listen to something else? Um, yeah. Well, I'll tell you something interesting. Go on. What is it? You know how we like nothing more but lying in bed watching, well, you like Real Housewives, like, uh, you know, episode after episode yeah. of Real Housewives. Yeah. Well, um, it can, you can go a bit further than that, right, and you can just, like, never leave the house again eating chips in t- this, over the sink so you don't have to have a plate, which I have done numerous times. Right. Um, chips or, any, or any cold chips, chips? Any chips. Yeah. Um, maybe just putting a jacket on over your track pants that you've been wearing for 14 days to go and get a Diet Coke or whatever. There's mm. a name for all this slobbery which we've yes. embraced. It's called Goblin Mode. Goblin Mode? Like, mm. like a little goblin? Like a little you're goblin. you're living like a little goblin. Yeah, so yeah. a little bit like a house elf or a goblin, <laughs> goblin just, you know, sitting at home, scratching your, your balls, yeah. for want of a yeah. better expression. And um, it's... They, sort of talk about it in terms of it's the opposite of trying to better yourself so it's like it's just no one cares anymore we've had that we had that whole thing when we started lockdowns in 2020 where everyone was making banana bread and being really virtuous and you know being all wholesome and doing sorts of embroidery and planting plants and doing lovely things like that and then suddenly it comes to 2022 and no one can be fucked to get out of bed anymore <laughs> yes it just all gets a bit much doesn't it yeah um i would say though that this whole goblin mode thing probably only works if you haven't got children doesn't it yeah else you could get done by docs i would imagine <laughs> so um this was a story in the guardian wasn't it yeah and i think it's an american i mean obviously it's yes. a very american um trend driven piece that um you can just imagine it happening in new york apartment blocks and stuff where people are just you know really yes. just locked in for the long term it's, and they called it slobbing out and giving up yes which yes. you know are both very valuable things to do every now and then i would have thought yeah, I reckon in Australia we're not quite as bad as that. I think we, I think people are embracing the the freedoms a bit. They're starting to, aren't they? Getting out and about a bit more when it's not raining. Yeah, I think the thing with Australia is that we have a very external life anyway. Like mm. Americans have a very mm. internal life, so it's very easy just not to bother yeah. getting out of bed. 
Um, I do yeah. like not getting out of bed, though, I have to say. It is one yeah. of my hobbies. I take it very seriously. Yes, I do like it, but I have felt uh, post-lockdowns that I'm less inclined to. Mm. I do feel like I'm, I actually do have to leave the house, go for a walk. Um, I was reading it again, that science, again, um, just... Um, digressing here remember we talked before about how they've decided that it's six thousand steps a day is optimum rather than ten thousand mm. and that was all over the news again this week so um and i feel like six thousand steps is so much more achievable than ten that it's actually inspired me to go for walks a bit more um, wow yes i know you don't have to sound so surprised well no i was going to say maybe you could take your phone and a headset and watch desperate housewives whatever it is house what is it real housewives housewives. while you're walking which when someone did in front of Mm -hmm. me today and like they were just ambling along watching whatever it was on their phone and i was like Mm. becoming one of those people that goes i did used to like um sitting on a on a bike you know at the gym and watching tv yeah i quite like doing that yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and not pedaling. <laughs> yes, just sitting there. Um, yeah. Okay. Goblin mode. I think we should all embrace a little bit of it some of the time, but not all of the time. Well, I think maybe um, they. It's interesting because we read this piece last week, which we didn't do last week in the show. No. But we're going to talk about it today, which yes. is called, which is all about something they're calling vibe shifts, right? Which is when yeah. trends change. Um, yeah, and they, it happens all of a sudden, and you don't know how and where it's happened, but suddenly everything's different to what was going on before in terms of fashion, in terms of hobbies, in terms of yeah. you know trends and stuff like that. Culture. And, ov- and obviously, Goblin Mode is is a vibe shift. Yes, um, uh, from from the panic of the pandemic, I suppose. So vibe shifts, Lisa. We got to get to the bottom of, which is why we we put it on hold because it just blew my tiny peanut brain and I couldn't work it out. But I have got it now. It's a relatively simple idea, Lisa. Relatively Mm. simple, not relatively simple enough for me, apparently. But it's like when uh, when a once dominant social wavelength starts to feel dated. So like, you know how people were wearing, I don't know, bell bottoms in the 70s and then one day only daggy people were wearing bell bottoms in the early 80s or something and somewhere along the line the cool people had decided that they weren't cool anymore but they didn't tell the rest of us that's a vibe shift right yes and they they think we're in the in the midst of a big vibe shift don't they yeah so and maybe it is into goblin mode maybe it is into this sort of idea Mm. of just like we're not going to care anymore because we're just waiting for the next thing to happen next horror show to envelop us yeah but then there's this guy called sean monaghan who's a trend expert who's like kind of coined this phrase and he like the person who was writing this story which was also which was on the cut Mm. um said that they were worried that you know does that mean that if you that you've lost your cool and your sense of of knowing stuff if you have missed out on this vibe shift and he said it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if you get stuck in a different part of the vibe so if you if you liked i don't know the vibe of three years ago when it was cool to like kanye west non-ironically or whatever and you feel that that's a good place to be then you can be there and it's absolutely fine instead of i guess what happens is as you get older the vibe shift doesn't matter to you so much anymore as well so maybe we don't care so much 
no, we don't care, do we, about all that all that fashion malarkey? Well, we do, but, you know, I don't think we're as influenced by sort of trends and influences. But it's interesting about this the whole word vibe, isn't it? Because and we'll get to it later, but I have watched the whole of Byron Bay's. Right. And I don't want any, anyone judging me for that. <laughs> and then someone has made a meme of the amount of times that they say, it's a vibe, it's a vibe and a half. Oh, the vibe, are you vibing? Are you vibing? Mm. So it's like this whole word vibe, which has been around forever, is suddenly it's the word, isn't it? It's yeah. a vibe shift. It's the vibe. Are you vibing? I'm not vibing with her. It's the same on maths as well. So um, I think everybody's looking for the vibe. What's the vibe? And then, but nobody's finding it yet, are they? Because well, I no think we're still in too much turmoil. Too much yeah. flux. That's right. But yes. I think it's interesting how there was, I never really thought about it before, but there's certainly a thing where you wake up one day and everything that you thought was cool just isn't cool anymore but you don't yeah. you never saw it happening yes and all of a sudden you're wearing like you say the wrong jeans or yeah, the wrong, the wrong trainers or, um, or... yeah I saw a good thing on LinkedIn the other day which I can't believe I just said those words a good thing on LinkedIn <laughs> and it was an advert it was an advert for a trainer and it's and the copywriter was um worn by models in London and dads in Illinois yeah and it and so it was, It was, you know, this normcore trainer. I thought, how clever is that, you know, that this trainer is embraced by the, the echelons of, you know, fashion, but also your mum and dad. Yeah. It's a very clever, very yeah. clever campaign. It's funny, I don't know I, what the vibe, what my vibe is at the moment. What's your vibe? Well, I, I think that I'm just stuck in 2010 mm. or something. I think I've just had the same vibe for my entire adult life. Mm. And it's, and, and, uh, I don't, I think I've kind of, I just transcend vibe. <laughs> oh, you transcend vibes. Wow, good for you. I mean, good I think not you. intentionally. I don't think that's true at all. But I wish I could, mm. wish I did. Imagine if you were so cool that you just transcended any vibe shift. You were so far mm. ahead of the vibe curve. Mm. What? I think know? my vibe is um, like, if not now, when? That's oh. the vibe I'm coming out of the pandemic. It's yeah. like, you know what? Come on, people. Come on, let's do it. What are we going to do? Come on, do something. Yeah. I like it. I like that energy. That's my vibe. You've got a lot of energy, energy. haven't you? I have got a lot of energy at the moment. Mm. I'm really vibing. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, speaking of vibing, let's talk about, let's do some what's cooking. Hey, good looking. Mm. What you got cooking? Cooking. (laughs) Um, because you posted something on the PDAs, which is our Facebook group, mm. um, about a particular fruit, I believe. Yes, I that, do this every year, don't I? Yeah, everyone complains about it. Every it every everyone year. complains yeah. about it. And I am the only person I know who's a real true fan of these things. But the vibe of the post and the vibe of the responses was quite anti this thing. Mm. We're talking, of course about the shepherd avocado, Lisa. Mm. The poor, maligned shepherd avocado. Mm. I just don't understand. Why does everyone hate them? I don't get it. Because you just don't know when they're ripe. You don't know, like, it's just, you know, and then you cut into them, they're not ripe. Nothing worse than a bit of hard avocado. They're just rubbish. You see, for me, the Hass 
causes all sorts of dramas in my life because mm. it can it can have that brown stuff in it that yes, you it can know. get bruised it can yeah. get the hard lumps in it you know the hard oh, lumps yeah hard the lumps. stringy bits yeah. yeah but what are those hard mm. lumps it's like where do they come from are they little baby avocados that are about to grow oh, maybe i don't know, I don't know. Oh, whereas weird. a shepherd avocado is always creamy and green and never mm. disappointing and even when they feel too soft they're not they're just mm, a, I love they're them. just always hard they're always hard well you're shopping in the wrong place apparently you have to press the little knob thing <laughs> little knob i know i just and call if it, it you goes in and out <laughs> if it goes in and out it's ready or something I don't uh, that's because good. did i tell you about my experiment with the brown paper bag and the banana yes and it worked yes how long did it take not just overnight oh so if you put an avocado in a brown paper bag with a banana, the gases from the banana ripen the avocado. But I haven't tried it yet with the shepherd avocado well, because I don't have a banana in my house. I thought you were going to say because I hate them. Because mm. <laughs> bananas I refuse, I refuse are evil. to have a shepherd well, avocado. bananas are evil. Well, they're also genius so, though, aren't they? That yeah, but they are clever. So yeah. I'm going to have to buy a banana, yeah. even though it goes against all my principles. Wow. I bet this is fascinating mm. listening for everybody out there. Us it is. complaining about avocados and bananas. <laughs> and bananas, yeah. <laughs> also, you have to mortgage your house these days for either of those things because of the f- floods and the you know there's just yes. no food anyway. cost of living yeah so no. um and then another thing of course to keep everybody updated with their air fryer experiences you yes. did some chicken breasts in the air fryer I did. and I the did. world and they were has excellent it was a vibe shift there as well there was so I um I sliced them half horizontally so they weren't big thick ones mm. and I marinated them in balsamic garlic olive oil maybe and like Italian maybe some of my mingle seasoning mm. um left it for about 20 minutes half an hour and then put it in the air fryer eight minutes and then uh, 180 and then turn them over eight <laughs> minutes 180 perfect chicken ooh, perfection ooh. Mm. wow well yes yeah. i mean honestly really they're, mm. they're an absolute genius tool um it's they are. genius tools <laughs> mm. no, no, it's not really a segue because it's not one but you're obsessed with a particular kind of dessert that um yes have everyone... you had these yes i have i have had them i discovered them claire wanker alert at whole foods in new york mm. Um, Whole Foods is my favourite shop. Yeah. It's like a big sort of, you know, like a bit like Harris Farm, isn't it? Yeah. And it, they had big freezers full of these things, mockies, mm. and they're little. They're, they're actually not always frozen. They're Japanese rice cakes, um, and they're sort of little round ones, and they they're coloured and they're different flavours. But they also now do them frozen, um, and that's where I became obsessed with them in New York. And now yeah, they're all I mean, over. Yeah. yeah, and you can get and them. They have a little in some of the coals. You can buy them in a big freezer at the front. That are all different ones. Like you can buy the um, um, cakes and chocolates and stuff like that. Like it, there's a like you can Ooh. pick and mix. Oh, mm. right. Mm. Well, my current favorite flavor is lychee. Mm. I love anything lychee flavor actually. Mm. But these are excellent. They're just they're just the right size for after dinner. Little snack. Yum yum. <laughs> That's what that's what's rocking my world. Wow. Well, I haven't. Yeah. Apart from shepherd avocados, I haven't eaten anything of any great interest. Although oh. I did find some really good the the dairy fine speckled Easter eggs in Aldi. Not an ad. Oh. Dollar seventy nine for a bag. 
just as right. good as the as the Cadbury's one, but like you know, cheap as chips or cheap as eggs, and um, delicious. So I bought three bags of them today. I would say run, not walk, to your local. Are Aldi they? Before do you mean they're the like the the little mini eggs, eggs with the crispy coat yes, mini eggs? Oh yeah. my god, I love a mini egg. Yeah, I Honestly, love a mini egg. I tell you what, these are a, they're a genius dupe for the real thing. Easter's quite a long way off for you to be doing the Easter eggs already. Uh, yeah, but no I shop in Aldi, not an ad. They bring Easter right. just after Christmas. They've had hot cross buns there for months. Right. I mean, yeah. Easter, you know, no judgment, is actually one, two, it's four weeks away still. Yeah. That's all right. That's it's not like I'm That's a child fine. and I can't have okay. Easter eggs until no. Easter day. Enjoy being a grown-up. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. let's change it. Speaking of grown-ups, let's do Culture Club. Culture, Culture Club! Club. Um, and you've already mentioned this great show, yes. which I've well, also... I've I'm not sure about great. Episodes. No. Byron no. Bays, which is on Netflix, which is... Bays is spelled B-A-E-S. Yes, which I think will lose a lot of people because unless you are yeah. in the media or 12... Yeah. You probably don't yeah. know what the word bay is, but it's babe, yeah. isn't it? It's like babe, a, yeah. yeah. So um, Byron Bay's, it is a reality show. I put that yeah. in inverted commas. Like The Hills, like yeah. um, those shows from the US, very much like that. Like to Very even scripted. Very scripted um, yeah. about youngish influencers living in Byron Bay. Yeah, and Take two of them away. have moved there. Well, I will take it away because I'm the reality TV expert, aren't yes, I? Um, that's why I've got that on my CV. Mm-hmm. And it's the worst show I've ever seen in my mm-hmm. life. But I Just to make sure it was the worst show I've ever seen in my life, I've watched the whole season. Yes. I've watched all eight episodes. Um, and it is absolutely dreadful. And it's about, so you've got this little clique who already live in Byron and then you've got two outsiders mm. and they've, they've moved to Byron. from the Gold Coast. They're, Blow-ins from the Gold Coast, and then there's then it's all about their traumas of trying to you know get in and fit in. Yeah. And there's all these hilarious meanies going around now, like because um, one of the girls you know moves from the Gold Coast, and she's like, I can't believe I left my home, and I'm so sad in Byron. And everyone's like, you know, you can go, drive home for dinner; it's an hour away. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, the people are just sort of just sort of really the cliche um, they're so it's like if you had to collect a group of people from from byron that look like they're from byron i'm doing lots of air um yes thingies here but um you there's lots of sort of better, clothes. yeah there's a crystal a girl who loved you know crystals there's crystals. a fashion designer couple uh, yeah sisters there's yeah. a sort of healer man who has longish oh, yes. hair and you know who, who gave up banking and, yeah yeah there's an artist feel, guy. He was the nicest one. I liked him. He actually, he's the only one who actually grew up in Byron, Kai. Yeah. Um, his art was all right. I wasn't that impressed. I feel like anyone who would actually be of interest would obviously refuse to go on the show. Yeah. Um, and there's a guy any, from The Bachelorette on there as well. Yeah, Nathan. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then one of the other guys was in on Love Island. So there's a few sort of... Um, you know, social media people on there. And it's all about, it's actually quite interesting because it's about the influencer world as well. So there's this guy, Jade, who claims to have 1.2 million followers on Instagram, making him the biggest social 
um, media sensation in Australia, but then this other guy, Alex, who used to work for Carl Sanderland, yeah, starts I know digging him. around. Mm. Oh, yes, right. I've got, I've got, everyone seems to know him. Um, and they've all found, and they found that um, all his followers are in Turkey and he, maybe he'd been buying them. And honestly, it's such nonsense, but I, I don't know. What, sometimes it's, you just. Yeah, you need to watch nonsense sometimes. I feel yeah. like that it is not a show that our, that our, our listeners um, all would embrace. So I feel like the, no. the Janet Camerons of the world, no, <laughs> who is our, one, of our, one of our you know, no. all-time favourite listeners, will not appreciate it. So Janet, don't, let, don't watch it. But I feel, no. And I feel like a lot of people won't understand it, won't understand the concept of them, don't really, won't kind of care, and nor should you. But if you like a bit of really good trash TV... It certainly delivers. I think what's quite disappointing is that it's an original Netflix production, one of the few Australian ones they've done. And I think it's disappointing that this is what they've chosen to do when they could have done something so more in, so much more interesting. And the other thing is, because I now watch TV with subtitles on because I'm old, <laughs> the subtitle has clearly just been done by, or not clearly, by I AI. would say has, has been done, is automated, mm. which... So they've missed a lot of the Australian language and nuances right. in the subtitling. So I feel like it's a bit of a, a bit of a letdown in that sense. Um, I certainly, honestly, wouldn't waste your time watching it, to be honest, because I've, I've done it for you. I've yeah, done it for you. you You're so kind, yeah. selfless. You threw yeah. yourself in front of the bus. I did. Um, and speaking of things that are going to hurt, that's a nice mm. segue into This Is Going to Hurt, which is um, on Binge, on Foxtel, which is the TV series of the book by... Um, his name is Adam Kay. He, um, and it's a series of the book itself was a series of diary entries that he did when he was doing medical training. And it's got um, Ben Wishaw in it. Oh, yes, plays I love him. him. And it's actually a really, really, really good show. I mm. highly recommend it. It's very moving, it's quite graphic. He's a doctor on a gynecological and maternity ward. So there's lots of babies and blood and lots of sadness screaming. and happiness. There's lots and of screaming. It's in the national health system in the UK. So it's, you know, it's sort of showing how lacking in funds they were at the time and all that kind of stuff. And he's just this really lovely. Um, gay guy who's trying to balance telling his family that he's engaged to his partner while having this incredibly busy um, doctoring life um, in a system that's can't cope um, and he does a lot of breaking the fourth wall where he'll talk to the camera um, and it's just but it's just really it's just love and actually I never really liked him I always thought he was a bit annoying but he's actually lovely and makes me really like him as a an actor. Oh yeah, I think he's great. And it's very I, um, sweet. It's a really sweet. Did you read the book? Yeah, I loved the book. Yeah. Which yeah. is why I watched the show because I didn't otherwise yeah. I probably wouldn't have even known what it was. But I like it. I I enjoyed it thoroughly. But I, how, I really how can you not have loved Ben Wishaw from Paddington? Well, I mean, no, because he's so tiny. He looks about twelve oh. or something. I don't oh. know. And then he oh. was in because he's in. Um, isn't he in Bond or one of the, you know, like, yeah, yeah, like he's been around, you know, he's just, he's very sweet though. And, and it's just, it's got lots of people that, you know, like it's got a whole bunch. It's got that woman who's in everything. <laughs> that woman, woman who's who, in everything. You know, the woman who's in everything. Um, oh. Her name mm. is, I'll tell you what her name is. 
Harriet um, Waters. Yeah. Dame, Dame Harriet. Yeah. Dame Harriet. Oh, she's, she's marvellous. She plays everyone's she's mother. Marvellous, isn't yeah. she? So, yeah. and it's set in 2006, so it's just about this sort of war. Anyway, it's just, it's quite shocking and quite um graphic in parts as well and there's some you know it, it's not all light there's a lot of shade but it's very w- worth watching and I think a lot of people Ooh. have already said they liked it so that's good and then I wanted to talk about this other thing that was um in people but has been around now which is that Jamie Lee Curtis is making a movie well I saw her post the picture on Instagram right. and I thought, I looked at it and thought, oh, Jamie's wearing a fat suit. But she's not. And then take it away. Well, then she um, did an interview. Yes. And basically she said she has spent all of her years holding her stomach in. So wearing concealers, body shapers, everything, clothes, everything to conceal the reality of who she is. And finally she's just thought, fuck it, I'm not going to do that anymore. And the difference is quite... I mean, she's obviously pushing it out in the photo. Like yeah. it's not, but like she's got a it's big so belly. She's yeah. sitting there looking like yeah. a sixty-something-year-old woman. And it's like she said, "I've been sucking my stomach in since I was 11. Yes. and she's relinquished and released every muscle she had ever had to that she used to clench to hide the reality. It's so great. It's such a great photo. We'll put it in the PDA so everyone can see it because it's very empowering for all yes. women who very refreshing sit there holding their tummies in. <laughs> and then last of all, Lisa, today, mm. I'm going to ask you a big question. Well, you can ask me a big, big question. Big, big question. Big question. <laughs> So my question for you, Claire, is, you know how everyone's got a bad friend? (laughs) Yeah. Are you someone's bad friend? I think you need to explain what a bad friend is first. Okay, so this was a story in The Guardian by Ellie Goldston, and the headline is, Naive Narcissistic Unhinged, colon, Bad Friends Are My Vice and I Can't Give Them Up. She says, I'm losing patience with friends who behave badly yet demand total loyalty, but am I really any better myself? Mm. And so I read this article and she was sort of saying how the last few years, like a lot of close friendships have um, been through their ups and downs because when you don't see people, um, you know, you obviously lose contact and those habitual relationships have been interrupted. Yeah. So, you know, it was all quite interesting. And then I sort of kept reading and then towards the end, she says, more, you know, and she's decided that she's not going to cut people off for being bad friends. Um, she's decided that you have to accept people for who they are, unless they're really toxic. Right. But then at the end, she ha- she says, most importantly, I have to acknowledge the fact that I am almost certainly somebody else's bad friend. After all, I have in the past forgotten birthdays, not made an effort with my friends, boring partners, continued talking about my own problems long after my companion has started to show visible signs of irritation. Yes. So well, if that's the if they're Claire, the um, if they're the, if they're the criteria, yeah. <laughs> I would say I'm definitely quite a few people's bad friends. <laughs> I think I, I actually think we all are, aren't we? I think I I feel like bad is the wrong is the wrong adjective. It should be like annoying. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Shit. No, uh, more like it's more like um, human. You know, like you can't be best friend because you're not doing all the right things. But you're just a you're just a human friend. You're just a yes. average friend. You know, yeah. because I feel like I always forget people's birthdays, 
um, or I never call them or I'm too tired to call so I just text them just to sort of you know because then at least you feel like you've made the effort to text which is terrible um what's your worst friend trait um you know you should tell me what's my worst friend trait oh god God. (laughs) don't go there I'm not calling for that trick Um, (laughs) damn it (laughs) (laughs) um Look, I can be quite lazy, and so that can be, yeah. that can not, well, don't say yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually meant, I'm thinking about me. Yeah. I would say for me, it's that, you know, getting me out of the house yeah. is quite an achievement, and yeah, yeah it's and probably And also, that. I don't mix well with other groups, so I'm not, <laughs> like, so, you know, like, no, friends who have lots of different yeah. groups of friends, yeah, I'm, not I'm always a bit, redis- yeah, I'm a bit yeah. reticent to do that. Um, yeah. I don't like and going I won't go away to with people. Not, no, I won't do that either. <laughs> yeah. So basically, I'm... we're selfish, self-absorbed, <laughs> and it's all about me, me, me. Yeah. And your point? Pretty much. And your point? Sounds, sounds fine to me. <laughs> but and also then I expect a lot from other people in return. So there you yes, are. You know, I course. want everyone else yeah. to do what I want all the time. And yeah. to listen to my podcast and to read the things I write and to, you know, like I sort of, yeah. But I can't stand having to do anything for anybody else. I no, don't know. You sound, um, like a, you sound like a right charmer. I'm a dream. I'm a dream friend. <laughs> I'm a dream friend. And on that note, Lisa, I'm going to go yes. and, um, right. I don't know, not do anything probably. Go not watch a bit do. of Byron Bay's. Watch Byron Bay's while eating chips over the sink. <laughs> yeah, in my underwear. Oh. So there's an image for you all. Come to the PDAs, which is a Facebook group. Yes. To tell us about your, you know, what avocados you like. <laughs> yes. And, and please or, do. And or whether or not you like bananas. Um, and we will be back next week. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll be back too. Yes. Well, yeah, we yeah. will be. Yeah, we, we will both oh. be. <laughs> all right. Lovely. No, I'm just going to talk. It's going to talk for half an hour. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Sounds good. All right. I'll see you next week. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.